Welcome, everybody, to the 11th episode of Learning Out Loud. Today, we're going to be going over the first 10 episodes, the guests that we've had on, and the lessons we've learned from them. Enjoy. The first person we had on was Professor Lovelace, and he teaches in the McIntyre School of Commerce at UVA. He teaches leadership classes. And he was, before coming to UVA, he was in the Army for 12 years. Um, He was an intelligence officer, and he went to West Point. Um, So something that I wanted to discuss for Professor Lovelace was that one of his main points was kind of to constantly be reflecting. He was saying that a lot of times people our age, students in college, they'll go through an internship, they'll go through some other experience, a class, a club, and they'll just move on after it ends and not actually like take the time to think about what did I learn? Like, who did I meet from this experience? How did I grow from this experience? And it's kind of pointless going through all these different experiences if you're not actually like sitting back and thinking about, well, what did I actually take away? Because otherwise, it's kind of as if like, it didn't even happen. At least that's how I thought about it. Um, And he kind of like, kept going with that point about reflecting and saying like it's important to reflect on your values before stressful situations and it's important to reflect on your values before setting goals and before determining if you've made progress in things so I could start with that no yeah I like that I like the point about not just reflecting but also documenting that reflection I feel like a lot of people are documenting everything on Instagram, on Snapchat, on their camera roll and everything like that. But there's not a lot of documentation about how was I feeling at this point? What should I have done differently? What could I do differently going forward? So kind of checking in with yourself and having a systematic way to reflect. um, I really liked a lot. And the other part about that is that that's not going to happen unless you're the actual agent making that happen. So that's why it's so important. Yeah. Anything else with that? No. Yeah. I think think that was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so then after Professor Lovelace, we had Professor Chip Ransler on, who um, I had as my professor last semester in his intro entrepreneurship class, and Marley took that class as well and was a TA for that class. Um, And so, you know, we love talking to to Chip. We talked to him for almost two hours. Um, And the, the biggest thing that I took away from him was that he has a disposition towards doing he has all these different ideas and he just went out and did things. And I think he really epitomized the idea of being directionally correct and having a wide breadth of experience because he's done so many different things from, you know, he started a, one of the largest sustainable energy companies in the world. He worked on a submarine redesigning that and taking lessons from evolutionary biology and warfare to help design the submarine in a proper way. He also worked with a couple of different companies that were Charlottesville based, including like a soap company. He helped to provide kind of alternative education and boot camps through Forge. So he's had a lot of different experiences. And I think that um, something that we've been told by a lot of the guests is that what you're doing right out of college is not what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So again, similar to Professor Lovelace, I think that Chip, he didn't talk about it as much, but it definitely just implicit through what he was talking about. He has this system of checking in with himself and deciding is what I'm doing right now what I can want to continue doing. And I think there were certain points, certain junctures in his life where he decided he could be doing husk energy, husk power for the rest of his life, but decided that he was going to pivot to something else. And so I really admired that. Yeah, I think that was a really good point. And even just, I mean, I think that we just really like him a lot as a person, but I think what makes him so interesting to talk to, and this is something that we've been realizing through talking to many different people is that having so many different types of experiences 
is like kind of something that contributes to how interesting you are as a person. And like, we were just able to talk to him about like what Chapin said, so many different things, so many different topics. And he seemed to like, literally every single thing that we brought up, he was like, oh yeah, I read a book about that, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I did that, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I know someone who did that. And I just think that those are like the coolest types of people. And it's something that like, I really want to try to like, I really want to try to be that person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just financial riches. You can have riches in terms of experience and you can be rich in terms of the network that you have or the breadth of knowledge you can, you know, pull from. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I think just the last thing, uh, he seems to be very good at like going with the randomness of life, which mm -hmm. I'm definitely not. I know Marley, we've talked about that, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. He seems so comfortable in it. There, there's such a degree of randomness in, in the opportunities that he's had. Um, I think he mentioned the, the soap company he worked for. He met that person bartending, um, but he just kind of rolled with it and, and it's led him to where he is today. So I don't know, maybe it gives you like a little bit of peace of mind or like just allows you to to sit back and not stress so much about the next opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. And again, that's definitely a common theme that we've been seeing with everybody. Um, yeah, well, also to that point, the other thing is I think looking back on someone's life, like like Chip looking at all the experience that he's had, you would think that it's like kind of one smooth line for everything that he's done. Yeah. But he did talk a lot about how he had like periods of purposeful rest where he, you know, went and hiked in the Alps for months because he thought he was going to be a doctor. And then he also purposely put himself to be uh, a barista at a coffee yeah. shop. Right. So I think that those periods of self-reflection and rest and kind of disconnected from everything also contributed to his success. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next person we had on was Jordan Geller and Jordan, he created the world's first sneaker museum and he um, is currently in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the largest sneaker collection. So one of the main things that I took away from him and that he was talking about basically was that you should try to follow your childhood dreams and just follow things that you really enjoy and want to be doing um he kind of explained the backstory to us about how he got involved in sneakers and it was because he just always loved shoes and he said like some of his childhood dreams were that he wanted to be famous and now he kind of is he's in the guinness book of world records um i think some of the others i'm not entirely exactly sure but it was something to do with shoes and that's exactly what he does now it might have been to have the world's largest sneaker collection actually um, and one of his other main points was about um, a book and a viral video called The Last Lecture. And it's um, by a professor who he basically was diagnosed with a disease and he was told that he had six months to live. So he decided, this guy decided to live out his childhood dreams and just live life to the fullest during those six months and the video and the book like really inspired others to live that same way and sounds kind of cliche but I think that like the main thing that I took away from the shoe thing was really just that there's so and this is probably going to go into mark too but there's so many different things that are available to do and I think that a lot of times we and when I say we I guess, college students, we think that we just have to do something. We have to do something because everyone else around, everyone else around us is doing it. But I just don't think that that's the case. And I think that Jordan was a really good example of that. Yeah. I think he also did a really good job of pivoting while he was living out that childhood dream, 
of you know making his business out of sneakers and then he got a cease and desist letter from nike and so that could be an easy to turn to say well what am i supposed to do now and i think he pivoted really smoothly and really nicely into all the stuff that he did with the the shoesium after that so mm-hmm. um you know not being afraid to kind of weather the storm was another uh lesson that i think was yeah really good and that just reminded me of one other thing that i really liked that he said was that treating everybody that you meet like they have the potential to help you and kind of just treating everybody like they're going to bring you the next best thing I thought was like a really really good point because you truly do never know who like the person standing behind you in line is like or anyone really like you never know how they're going to help you in some way and like that was I just thought that was a really good point yeah anything else nothing we can move on to to mark all right so the next person was mark christensen and i originally i guess met mark um he came to speak in professor lovelace professor lovelace's class that i took um last spring and i mentioned before that it was a leadership class um i had professor lovelace and um mark he owns a very successful commercial construction company and they work with commercial construction and commercial real estate. And this is definitely related to uh, Jordan Geller, but something that I really, really liked, and I keep mentioning to other people, like to this day, even though the podcast and his talk was months ago at this point, was that there are so many that so many under the radar career opportunities. And I think I'm taking that from him. I'm pretty sure that's how he described it as construction being under the radar. He basically explained to us how um there's an imbalance in the supply and demand because so many people who are in the construction industry right now they're a lot older and they're retiring and it's a it's an industry that there is just so much money he was saying like they're not doing million dollar deals they're doing 100 million dollar deals billion dollar deals and there's so much potential for younger people to come in and replace the jobs of the people that are leaving and really just I had no idea about this and I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know about this um so I just thought that that was a really good point to kind of like keep an eye out for these industries that you wouldn't be thinking about at all and again it relates back to the Jordy thing just because everyone else around you is doing investment banking or consulting or whatever else like it does not mean that you have to or should like there could be better opportunities yeah, and I also think that, you know, early on in the podcast, we kind of realized that, recognize that pattern of non-traditional paths to success. And I think that Mark really epitomizes that because he, you know, he worked for a little bit after high school before he went to college, but he went to community college first. It's also, you know, non-traditional in terms of UVA students. And then once he was in McIntyre, he didn't do the investment banking or the consulting or whatever else, he went into construction. So I think that um, and he's and he's thrived in you know each of those circumstances. So I think that um, you know you don't like Marley was saying you don't have to go necessarily where everyone else is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to move on to Elizabeth? Yeah. So next we had Elizabeth Blankenship on. So she was a uh, a Darden Business School graduate from UVA. She has a a background in design. Uh, she did that for a few years, and then she started her own startup called uh, Bielli. Basically like a, a zero waste fashion startup focused on like taking the waste that was already produced and, and repurposing that. Uh, she did that for a few years. And then more recently, she's the uh, entrepreneur in residence at Cav Angels, which is uh, like an angel investing network uh, tailored towards uh, UVA's ecosystem. 
I think the biggest thing we took from her is the the accountability and support structure she, she set up for herself. Um, for her, it was the KPI club at UVA. I think, I think sometimes like you need, as much as you'd like to not think so, you need an external support system. You need people to push you further than you can push your own self. Um, so I think setting that up for them, it was, I believe every two weeks, they would, they would kind of have a goal that they set up and um, everybody else in the club would basically check in to make sure that they were making progress towards that goal. And then if they weren't, you know, helping them get back on track. Yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, just having an accountability partner, like you're not going to work out for as long or as, as intensely if you're working out by yourself as opposed yeah. to if you have a you know, workout partner. So, Definitely. yeah. Okay, so then after that, the, the sixth episode that we had was Jordan Durst, who um, we met at the Gallant Challenge in April um, at UVA, and we saw him present about his startup, which is Ask Alex, which is an AI-powered um tool for mainly brick and mortar restaurants or other services to help them better connect with their customers in a really interesting and kind of innovative way that uses, um, you know, that chatbot technology. Um, so we thought that was really cool and that he gave a great presentation when he did that in April. And then we had a great discussion with him about how he started that company, what he's done um, since then. So I think the biggest lesson that we took from him was surrounding yourself with the right people. And that, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Elizabeth, which is that, so Jordan has a, a co-founder, Brian, who they were, they were college roommates. They've known each other for a long time. And so having that, uh, you know, connection with him, they had worked on a bunch of different stuff before Ask Alex. I think he highlighted that as a really important part. And then when they were networking and trying to raise funds, um, that was an important aspect is the personality of the people that they were bringing in, the credibility of the people that they were bringing in, and that carried all the way through them raising money. Um, so the, the other aspect about that is we've talked a lot. Uh, I don't know if we talked about Alex Hermosi on the podcast yet, but we've talked about him a lot internally. Got guys haven't you know listened to his podcast, his YouTube stuff. Yeah, we check share it out. a little bit more about ourselves now. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but we all, we all love Alex Hermosi. We listen to a lot of his stuff and he was recently talking about, I was listening to on a podcast, you know, we listen to podcasts besides learning out loud, um, that, <laughs> <laughs> that basically you can think of stuff just as practice. Like every, this is not even the season. This is the preseason. I think that Jordan and Brian did a good job of that and that they had so many different businesses leading up yeah. to what this could and be. And that was intentional. Right, right. They were doing it just for the sake of doing it, which I thought was really cool. Um, and so this could be, you know, Ask Alex could be the regular season. It could be the postseason. Who knows? Um, could also be spring training for something else. But anyway, I thought that, again, just like we were talking about with Chip, just an attitude towards doing and getting the work in, getting the reps in, getting the practice in. I think that was really essential to to their success. So I think that was uh, mostly what I pulled from that on. Yeah, definitely else? something that I really liked about Jordan. And I think he said it like this, too, that they come across as confident but not arrogant yeah. um like when we saw him present like he just really had su it's kind of hard to put into words but he just really had such a good presentation and as soon as he came on to the podcast like he was just talking with us like it just felt like immediately as if he was our friend and I'm not sure if that was intentional I'm not sure if that's just naturally how he was but I just think it goes to show like how important your personality is and how it comes across to the people that you're talking to and it makes a difference for sure so yeah definitely
All right, we'll move on to Sophie. Okay. Yeah, so then we had on uh, Sophie Smith after. So she uh, she attended UVA as well, McIntyre School. Uh, she graduated, just graduated actually. Um, so she started her company, College Contact, while she was still in school. Um, it was actually while she was interning at Morgan Stanley. Um, she basically helps high school kids with the college process. Um, writing essays has become more of their focus. Um, but the big thing that you know, I took away from her talk and her explaining the start of her business is like, you know, don't don't get caught in the, she used words something along these lines of don't get caught in the clouds playing entrepreneur. Um, the way that her business started was she was basically just solving a problem for people. Uh, the money didn't really come first. And there was this problem. She had some advantage in solving it and, and she kept running with that. Um, so I think it's really important to focus on the problem first, focus on the people. Um, and then build the solution around that, which I think she's a, a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie is just awesome. Um, she's been, I mean, this isn't really like the lessons that we learned, but she just has been an awesome resource. This is like shouting her out, I guess. Um, she's been an awesome resource for us and has connected us to a lot of different people. Um, yeah. So she, she's just awesome. I know that she's going to do a lot of great things with college contact. So. Yeah. So Sophie's great. Um, and then, yeah, so another, another part of the talk that I thought was really good, um, was how serendipitous the business was. Like she did not expect to start college contact based on the TikTok that she had, she had that blew up. Um, so again, just going back to, you never know what's around the corner. Um, so that was, that was cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So next on we have Walt Judas, um, very, very opportunistic person. He didn't go to college. Uh, he started out in mortgage lending, worked his way through, uh, investment banking, uh, hedge funds, mineral mining, diamonds, and then now he's working on something in, in the healthcare area. Uh, yeah, Neurostim TMS. They do yes. transcranial magnetic stimulation for anxiety and depression. Yeah. So I really, I, similar in a way to Chip in, in a sense that like he jumped from opportunity to opportunity. Um, I could see myself doing something like that. So it was cool to see that, you know, how you could actually make that happen. Um, he had a saying of build the dream, uh, build the team or build the team, build the dream. Um, you know, he's all about partnering with smarter people and also taking care of the people around you. Um, I think like throughout business, whether you're talking about marketing, like word of mouth marketing or your team building a strong culture, like, like the people is really where uh, a successful business originates from. Uh, and he really stressed that one example he gave um, at his most recent company, they, they made some sort of, um, really big deal. And he actually gave back to all the people that were involved within the company, even if they didn't work there anymore, he gave them a cut of, of the, the deal. So I thought that was impressive. Um, you know, I think he's just an example of how to treat people in the business world and, and yeah. just in life in general. Yeah. I think that definitely relates to both Jordans actually, because what Chapin mentioned about, um, Jordan Durst was that, um, like who you surround yourself with is everything. And, I, that was also like one of my biggest takeaways with Walt, how he kept saying like, I, cause I asked him, I was like, how do you, how did you start all these different companies in so many different industries? If you didn't have the knowledge about all these industries. And he was saying, well, I always partnered with people who were experts in the industry. So um, I'm not sure exactly who it is, who he partnered with for his current company, but I know it's someone who is like very very high up in the health industry and somehow he he got in contact with him and he partnered with someone who's smarter than him 
Um, and I just thought that that's like a really cool idea. Like if you don't have the answers, just find someone else who does. So, so episode nine, we had Chat Rasson on, who's the CEO and founder of a company called Karen Wear, which provides garments or scrubs to hospital patients and healthcare providers, um, and really puts the fashion and form rather than just the functionality of, um, you know, those garments and those uh, items. And so definitely similar to Walt, he had a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of how you treat people, how to be empathetic and caring in terms of your customer and the people that you're working with. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And then he also mentioned that there's nothing wrong with using your network um, to start a company, which I thought was, you know, really reassuring. That's something that we're definitely we're trying to do. Um, and then so the other thing is that the the company itself in, in terms of what they provide, um, I think probably every person who's been in that situation of seeing a loved one or seeing themselves go through, you know, a major surgery or an operation or have some sort of illness and being in the hospital for an extended period of time has noticed that a lot of this is tailored towards just the, the function of the um, garment. And but he was, you know, one of the first people to say, like, there's something wrong with this. We should really, uh, you know, do something about this and have a better way. And so we've heard from a lot of guests that you should start with the problem and then work backwards and try and find the solution. So there definitely was the problem here in terms of how to make this a better experience. Um, and then something else I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about basically every person in the 50s, 60s, 70s when they're getting on airplanes. Every person, even the smartest, you know, physicists in the world, the people who are putting, um, you know, man on the moon, were carrying their suitcases onto planes, onto buses, onto wherever. Um, and it took a while before somebody said, hey, let's put wheels on this thing and I'll make it a whole lot easier. Um, so the, the idea of kind of looking for what's the wheeled suitcase idea in your life, in the lives of others, in business, and then solving that problem is really powerful. Yeah, I like that a lot. Chapin and I were talking about that wheeled suitcase thing the other day and it was kind of in the context of that a lot of times like we overcomplicate things yeah. um so I think it's kind of just like a good reminder in general like <laughs> I don't know this is this sounds really simple but now but not everything has to be so complicated and once you kind of like stop zooming out so much and just zoom in and like see the small details um that could lead to a business idea but it could also just lead to i don't know figuring small things out in your personal life so. yeah and i think to just to tie back to chat like thinking about how you can help other people around you is a really you know formative way to, to get to that answer to that question mm -hmm. quickly yeah, yeah so i like what you were saying i think i think seeing opportunity is a learned skill like you know the yeah. opportunities are there you need to figure out how to see them yeah and a good like a great first place to start is just personal pain points mm -hmm. and that's that's what he did mm -hmm. like when he this this is a problem or an uncomfortable situation that he faced when he was young so he's like how can i fix this so yeah, yeah. Exactly. to bring it back to alex Ramosi again he's all about <laughs> like using what you got like mm -hmm. you know if you don't have anything you have pain so like yeah i think he was a great first-hand example of somebody who did that yeah, definitely. definitely. So the 10th person that we had was Rob Kaplan, who used to be a litigator, but he had a lot of different events happen to him um, that you could listen to in the podcast. There's too many to kind of like go into now, but it eventually led him to pivoting to um, become a mediator. Um, so he deals with very um, complicated and high level cases that 
they often are like six figure, seven figure, eight figure, even nine figure um, disputes. His episode was really focused on defining success. And he had three different silos for his definition of success. And this is not exactly like the exact wording that he used. But the first one was having a positive impact on a micro and macro scale. Second was having fun experiences. And the third was having playing cards dealt. Yeah, I think he did a really good job of distilling that down into just a few key phrases. And then he really expanded upon each of those ideas in the podcast. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting pivot just in general, going from a litigator to a mediator. He defined that as, you know, a peacemaker, or from a warrior to a peacemaker. So I thought that was really cool. And, um, you know, he definitely is another example of basically all of our guests have been people who take life, you know, by the, you know, horse by the reins, bull by the horns, whatever you want to say, they take life into their own hands and they make it what they want it to be. And so that included him, you know, going to Europe for a period of time. Yeah, his kids and friends. That was really cool. Um, and then also, you know, now he's been able to craft the life that he wants to live in a couple of different chapters, you know, before, um, yeah, as a litigator and now as a meteor. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that, as you could probably tell from listening to this, that all of these People are different ages from different places, um, have completely different companies if they have a company and completely different industries. But there are so many common threads um, yep. between all of them. And I don't think that that's a coincidence at all. Um, so I just think that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's really what we've been trying to do with the podcast is hear from a bunch of different perspectives a bunch of different success stories in a bunch of different industries and a bunch of different failures in a bunch of different industries. Yeah. Um, and then really distill that down into how can we interpret this? What can we do with this information in terms of next steps? And um, how can we make sure that we're not hitting those same potholes on the road to wherever we want to go to? So I think that the, I mean, this, this is a great, you know, inaugural class of 10 episodes we've recorded, I think about, 10 more at this point yes. um so we're really looking forward to sharing that with you guys um as those come out um but also you know we're trying to use this as an opportunity to reflect on ourselves in the podcast and as hosts um so if you guys have any you know feedback or any ideas about how we could improve who we could have on questions we could ask yes. we'd love to hear that from you so you can connect with us um i think our email is grzpodcast at gmail.com yeah any of our LinkedIn. Yeah, I was going to say LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, we're working on the TikTok. We're working on growing all of these yeah. um, socials right now. So if there's any um, feedback or advice on that as well, we would definitely appreciate that. Um, and if you found anything useful, um, hopefully some of the stuff that we found useful, you did as well. Yeah. Um, you know, feel free to share it with anybody who you think could also benefit. Yeah. And if there's any specific episode that you've really liked so far that would be helpful for us to know like was it the guest that you liked was it i mean most of them have been similar formatting but was it the formatting how All much yeah how much talk. we talked how much they talked um i think that we definitely would like to talk more and that's kind of what this 10th episode or 11th episode each time is serving but um yeah, yeah we want to share our thoughts too but when we have you know a really successful guest for an hour we're, you know, we really want to hear what they have to say, and then we can talk about that stuff later. So, yeah, so. um, so yeah, I mean, thank, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, it really means a lot to us that we've been able to put this together, um, you know, relatively quickly over the course of the summer, and that we have some people who 
hopefully in Jordan, hopefully can pull some stuff from it as well. Yeah, so we're, you. we're really enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a lot better than I even expected. So. Yeah. All right. And then let us know how we can make it even better. Yep. So thanks for Thank listening you. guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of learning out loud. If you found anything useful, please share with a friend to help us grow. We'd also appreciate it if you could rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll catch you next week with a new episode.